0: Welcome back, friends, to the St. Gabriel Cafe. I'm Amanda Miller.
1: I'm Dave Orsborn. We're here in the St. Gabriel Cafe with our friends Macy Becker and Dennis Veneziano. Welcome, guys. (laughs) Good morning, guys. Thanks for having us. We have a real good cross-section of the country here today.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, Amanda, California. That's right.
1: Macy, Kansas. Yep. Dennis, Italy. That's right. Dave, Newark. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> cans are local. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're going to open up uh, a section from Sirach chapter 6 on virtuous friendships. We're also going to sprinkle in a little bit of Aristotle. Where else are you going to get that this morning, huh? Sirach yeah. with a sprinkling of Aristotle.
0: Uh, okay. It's a
1: St. Gabriel, Gabriel blend. Huh?
0: That's right. There you go.
1: So... Sirach, chapter 6. Amanda?
0: Yeah, chapter 6, verse 5. A kind mouth multiplies friends, and gracious lips prompt friendly greetings. Let your acquaintances be many, but one in a thousand you're confident. When you gain a friend, first test him, and be not too ready to trust him. For one sort of friend is a friend when it suits him, but he will not be with you in times of distress.
1: All right. It kind of gets to that little sprinkling of Aristotle that I promised. Okay. So we get into three types of friendship, Uh, friendships of utility, friendships of pleasure, and virtuous friendships. We should talk to our new friends here. Macy, let's start with you. You're originally from Kansas.
2: Originally from Kansas,
1: yes. Now living in Columbus. Yep. Why?
2: Great question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just moved here a few months ago, actually, so I'm still pretty fresh. Yeah. Um, But and you work at the Newman Center, right? At the St. Thomas More Newman Center. So it was really appropriate that there was an introduction to St. Thomas More right before we started. (laughs) Um, Yes, I work in fundraising development for the Newman Center. Excellent.
1: Buckeye Catholic.
2: Buckeye Catholic. Yep. And my mission is just to make sure that all funds are necessary to provide as many opportunities for the students to encounter Christ. Mm -hmm. That's, That's the goal.
1: And you were a focus missionary.
2: I was a focus missionary for four years. Uh So um, this is actually my sixth move in seven years, and I've lived pretty much all over. I was missionary in Colorado, Utah, and Michigan, or the state up north as most people here like to call it. (laughs) Yeah, we can Um, leave that off your resume. (laughs) yeah edit it out a little bit. <laughs> no this is life, but um, <laughs> right. yeah, and then just moved here to Ohio. But very much under the guidance of the Holy Spirit and felt like the Lord was inviting me here. I got asked to apply for this job by a friend from Colorado. Wow and and now yeah. I'm sitting here,
1: <laughs> and here you are. It's so good to have you. Thank I you. hope you put down roots in central Ohio,
2: I hope so too,
1: Dennis, <laughs> you come to us from Italy. I do. By way of the state up north. Right? I do, yes. <laughs> yep, yep.
3: Yeah, I lived in uh, Michigan for about four and a half years when I first moved in 2014. And then I made my way to fabulous Columbus um, in 2019 um, because why not? Because Columbus is the best, right?
1: The heart of it all. That's exactly.
3: Um, yeah, so I, I've lived here since then and uh, I am. Uh, I work for an architectural firm and I do commercial uh, projects. And um, I'm also the Vice President and Co-Director of Outreach for Young Catholic Professionals Columbus. And I've been involved with YCP Columbus uh, pretty much since 2021, or I should say, right after you know the tail end of the pandemic, roughly. And uh, yeah, it's been a phenomenal experience. Uh, loved every bit of it. Um, and in the last year and a half, I've been involved with um, organizing the Columbus Catholic Young Adult Conference as well.
1: Good, that's coming up in just a couple of weeks.
3: That's right, yeah, right. it's October 14th uh, at St. John Newman.
1: Good, information online at? Yes, ccyac.org,
3: um, you're going to be able to find uh, the homepage a quick link to register, and uh, yeah, hopefully you can get there. Uh, there's also schedule, um, the speakers, anything you need to know. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful day uh, of discipleship, and uh, just... Uh, fellowship, and hopefully, you know, fostering some good, virtuous friendships, too.
0: And I hear there's a barbecue at the end, too, huh? There
3: is, yes. That's a fan's favorite. Uh, Hopefully, we'll uh, get a good draw of young adults.
0: Good, I'm in. (laughs) That's
3: right. There you go.
1: (laughs) And Amanda, thank you for being in Columbus as well.
0: yeah. I mean, like Macy, I just kind of feel like the Holy Spirit was inviting me here, so here I am. So, it's good to be here.
1: So, you read from Siroc six and yeah. it kind of lays out the different levels of uh of friendship what stood out uh, for y'all in, in that i guess starting with um friendships of utility
0: yeah well acquaintances what, yeah what stood out to me was really acquaintances um david let your acquaintances be many but one in a thousand year confidant and um yeah, I, I think it gets to this idea of like outer circle and inner circle friends or this idea of larger community and then your confidants. Um, but w- what were where were you going with utility? Well, no, I,
1: I, it, it's what, what really stands out for me from this entire passage is these are all friendships
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and they're all healthy. They're all vital. Yeah. Uh, in to have a full life and not to overlook one but to always look for those virtuous friendships that that we can cultivate cultivate I think is the word of the day yeah Um, and and that that takes effort Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm.
2: yeah I would just say too with that I think it pairs really nicely with the beatitude for today because I guess the image that is in my head is as we look for these different levels of friendship, it's actually what we expect from people and how they hold our suffering and how we hold theirs, right? Mm-hmm. We're always called to encounter the other no matter what. So if we right, are going through the grocery checkout line or going through, I, I always like to ask the name of my server at a restaurant because they're a person and I want to encounter them, um, are we going to be best friends? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I actually have grown in great friendship with people <laughs> who have been my servers at restaurants. Um, but the, just the recognition of maybe how we expect them to encounter us and with the friendships of utility or friendships of pleasure, our Christian duty is to treat everyone with, with joy and respect and honor. Um, and then, recognize out of that where the holy spirit is calling us to grow deeper with certain people because we can meet anybody at any at any time of our life right Amanda and I met at a barbecue because barbecues are great <laughs> and yeah at first it was like it, this could be just an acquaintance we say hello we say goodbye and we don't talk to each other mm. but, or it could move into a next level of friendship where we start sharing our hearts with one another start holding morning with one another or holding each other's morning things like that. Um, that's just what it makes me think of right now. Is like as we move through these levels, um, it is about, because we're all going to suffer in this life mm-hmm. and we're not called to hold everybody's suffering. Like we would be destroyed. Right? That's why Jesus came. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he did that. Um, yeah. But,
3: yeah. And I think also it's um, uh, that first opportunity uh, to engage in that discipleship making really through that um, Encounter even in in the workplace, for example, uh, in the paragraph reading here about, you know, making friends or whatever acquaintances with your coworkers or people you engage with uh, tied to specific events or specific situations and that's that you know low barrier entry point in your life i guess and you know we're calling different measures to be part of people's lives um and then from that you step it up and bring it to the next level um but it's all about that first encounter and that first opportunity to to grow in discipleship um by yourself and to help um making other disciples
1: so i think that's yeah Macy Becker and Dennis Veneziano are here in the cafe with us this morning. I mean, all three of you are transplants, <laughs> and I mean that that can really be scary, uh, especially after college ends, right? And, and and you need to form new community, new new friendships, and then to do that in in a brand new area of the country, a new city, where it. As you age, it gets more difficult, right? But, I mean, there's always risk involved in in going deeper. How how have you guys handled, you know, taking those risks?
3: You guys should go first, (laughs) because.
0: Yeah, well, so the first thing that comes to mind is just in my own um, yearning for community is, what, why as you get older is it becomes so much more difficult. And a, a friend mentioned something to me that was made so much sense is when you're younger, you, you go to school, you go to after school activities and your friends are really actually just kind of given to you. You're hanging out all day together. And in as you get older, you know, everyone kind of does their own job or, you know, off doing their own activities. And you really have to be more intentional about coming together and making time for one another. And I think as being someone as a transplant, it's okay seeking out where are those events where I can meet people. And then really it's about being intentional from there. If there is someone that I'd like to get to know better then that intentional friendship of, hey, let's go out and have a conversation mm-hmm. and let's continue maybe um, pursuing each other really.
2: I would say it's a both and two because i think at any walk of life making a new friend is hard and it's a little scary because mm-hmm. it's like okay even i'm trying to like go back to the beatitude thing because i'm i'm just really locked in on that like even the thought of sharing like how i have suffered in my life whether it's grave like deep suffering or or not so deep like we we tend to compare to other people and we're like oh can they handle Like, how much of myself can I share with them? And it's a very vulnerable thing to say, hey, I want to be, and I actually take this, this is a value that I hold in my life, like when I want to be someone's friend, I actually ask them, hey, do you want to be my friend? (laughs) <laughs> okay,
0: I mean, this it's a actually happened when I met you, yeah. and I loved it. Like as soon as we met, you're like, "Let's exchange phone numbers, just so you know." This is because I want to be your friend, and I was like, "Wow, that was so intentional," and I felt so loved by that.
2: Yeah, because we act like we act like these things just happen, and the reality is, even even when we are in elementary school, middle school, high school, college, um, we kind of fall into. Mostly, like, friendships of utility, friendships of, like, oh, you like to do the same things as me, so we spend time together. Um, but I think everybody wants to hear, I want to be your friend. It's mm-hmm. so true. I I want to know you in a deeper way. Um, even if we do spend all this different time together, like, the, the intentionality, the invitation there is so important. Because it gives them the, the opportunity of, like, oh, maybe they, maybe I can share more with them rather than these just basic surface level things. Um, and it's pretty incredible. I mean, all of my best friends, I have specifically asked that question too, because it, it gives them, <clears throat> excuse me, just the opportunity to say, I also want to be your friend. Right. And sometimes they, sometimes they just don't have the capacity and that's okay. Um, and you find that out. But I think people are very scared of, of being vulnerable in that way, because yeah. it's easier just to isolate yourself and be, it's not easier, but it's easier to be lonely, hmm. and and yearn for friendship than it is to say, "I want to be your friend." Yeah, and, and, and maybe are, somebody says no, and that's scary.
0: And this idea of vulnerability, because that's necessary yes. for a relationship, mm-hmm. but that's really hard sometimes. Yeah.
1: yeah, is the feminine heart different in that way? <laughs> I maybe mean, because I mean, Dennis, have you ever approached? another guy and said I want to be your friend (laughs) Uh, I don't think so Um, I guess yeah you're right there's a there's a special
3: uh, trait to a feminine heart maybe uh, us dudes don't have as much (laughs) Um, we have different approaches definitely Uh, but I'm gonna go a little bit against the stream here Um, just because I'm I guess a particular case if for me it's been actually easier to make friends as I've gotten older okay Um, and a lot of it is just because really you know trying to um, you know become more um, more prepared about life and more confident about who I am and more aware of my identity mm. um, and not being afraid honestly to be vulnerable uh, and to connect now uh, of course, like you said, coming from Italy, I think I have like an edge. Uh, Compared to other people because we're just naturally incredibly connecting animals like Mm -hmm. this is what we're, you know, grown with. Um, So I come from a country where uh, you make friends with anything uh, (laughs) and anyone. So and it's very easy because we have that natural predisposition to just connect with people and just Uh, embrace them and sometimes you know to a fault Um, and that's also where I learned the concept of boundaries here in America Uh, you know things uh, that are necessary Um, but yeah no at first obviously coming from another country when I first moved here I really didn't know anybody Um, and it was hard at first but it was really just a short amount of time Um, once you know I start getting involved in certain things and it's always that first attempt to just um, you know be vulnerable and say you know what I have no idea I'm in a new country I don't know what's going on here but I'll just show up and that's been my motto for the first years when I've been here uh, mm-hmm. it's just show up and then God will take care of it whatever happens um, so yeah and then you know first in Detroit uh, was able to build a great friends community there. Um, and then when I moved to Columbus, uh, things escalated to uh, a level that is unbelievable. And the blessings and the gifts that has been uh, that have been poured in my life have been amazing. And yeah, obviously through involvement, I think it's easier. It's been a little easier for me just because there's so many opportunities for events through YCP and just social events through my church, St. Christopher. There's always so many opportunities to just meet new people. And uh, yeah, and I, I guess I developed that uh, sort of skill Human skill mm-hmm. to just go and start talking to people, and like Macy said, sometimes you know people are not um, are not ready maybe for it, or you know we struggle a little bit with uh, being open to accepting someone else that you know wants to connect with us uh, because it's asking us to kind of like step out of our comfort zone sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to tease people with that and just try to you know push them out of their comfort zone. That's like one thing that I'm really passionate about, yeah. uh, and obviously in a charitable way. Um, but yeah, so and over the years, yeah. I just, I I guess I uh, got more invested into this and yeah, it's been easier for me, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go against the stream.
2: Well, and I think too, to your point, um, like I have no problem going to events and I can talk anybody's ears off. Like (laughs) i I will talk and talk and talk, but I think maybe what what we were trying to hit on that is very complimentary to what you were saying is like, we can go, people can show up and they can have good conversations but it's like taking the next step of hey do you want to get coffee together and get to know one one another mm-hmm, rather mm-hmm. than in this this group or building those bonds of like living life together regularly um it takes a little bit more time and it's a little bit oh, yeah. it, it requires a little bit more effort and I think just like as young adults in the world right we all have nine to five jobs so you can't just get mm-hmm. coffee in the middle of the day with someone or go like go on an afternoon walk because like, no, I, I have to work. And then after work, I'm, I'm tired. And, and it takes out of you a little bit more effort. Um, but I agree that like, we should really enter into those seemingly uncomfortable situations where like, okay, I'm going to go and I don't know anybody and right. I'm going to put myself out there in this way. Um, and then I'm going to see where the Lord might be leading me to invest more intentionally in a few other people. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I like how you mentioned asking the Lord where I should intentionally sow, mm-hmm. right? Because I think we don't always think about that. Okay, Lord, who are the people that you've put in my sphere? Mm-hmm. Who are the people you are bringing into my life? And highlight for the, me, those people who, which I can pursue mm-hmm. in this authentic friendship. right? And then I think it's even step further after the initial coffee, getting coffee, Yep, because it's the follow-up after that that continues to grow friendship as right. well.
2: Well, every time you have to make that decision, it's like, okay, am I going to do this again? Am I going right. to keep sharing myself with this person and keep desiring them to share with me? And I, I'm really passionate about this too, because as individuals, like we are so unique and different, right? And it's, and we want the basis of friendship and as we continue to move towards like talking about virtuous friendship, to be that, like, this person and I are striving towards Christ together, and we're striving to, like, re- we're, we're experiencing this brokenness because of concupiscence, like um, the doctor was saying this morning, but we're actively striving to allow the Lord to pour his grace into our hearts and to continue to grow in relationship with him and unity with him, um, which is eventually heaven, right? Like, we want to live in yeah. heaven. Um,
0: and actually, I think this gets to Aristotle's last level, right? Mm-hmm. The, the friendship of the good. Mm-hmm. And actually, so at a YCP event not too long ago, I really enjoyed what the speaker had said. He said, you know, I talk to a lot of young adults <laughs> and uh, many of them say that they desire community. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you're looking for community for community's sake, you're not going to find it. Right. What you yeah. all really seek is to be on mission together. You want right. a similar why. Mm-hmm. And I think like you said, Macy, it's okay. If we're both desiring heaven, if we're both desiring sanctity, mm-hmm. that can be our, yes. our foundational why.
2: Yeah. And being on mission together is, is sharing in one another's crosses and encouraging one another along the way. There's, there's one story that I um, was, when I was listening to that, I was feeling, feeling called to share. And it's, it's something that's really impacted just how I view my own friendships, but it's the story of these two maids. They were two maids on top of a hill. It's not a, it's not a historical story, but it, it proves a point. Um, and they worked for families on top of the hill, and they cleaned and nannied and were with these families. But every single day, they would go down into the valley and have lunch together at this cabin. And they did this for decades, right? Over 20 years, they would, they would work during the day, go down for lunch, and eventually one of them passed away. And they were at the other, they were at the house, the other maid was there, and the family was like, oh my gosh, you must miss your dear friend. And she was like, I, I really didn't know her at all. And they were like, how could that be? You, you spent 20 years having lunch together every day, and we heard you laughing and laughing and laughing all day. Mm. And she said, yes, we laughed together, but we never cried together. Mm. Mm right? Like that, that moves from that friendship of, of pleasure. We enjoy spending time with one another, but we never actually got to the depth of like sharing the sufferings in our lives mm-hmm. and, and holding them together. It's not, you're not called to fix someone's suffering, but if you can enter into that level of friendship where we can help point each other toward that our sufferings and what we're experiencing in this life, connected with Christ on the cross, right. That, that he ultimately took the brunt of our suffering. And then we are gifted these crosses in our daily lives. And if we can find those and right, those are the few, right. As we move down from this verse in Sirach. um, like let your advisors be one in a thousand, but when you gain a friend, gain him through testing, right. Mm -hmm. Testing. Can you hold this with me? Can I hold this with you? Um,
1: Macy and Dennis are here in the St. Gabriel Cafe with uh, Amanda and Dave. I really appreciate, Dennis, when you brought up the, uh, actually that you're more confident and it might be easier Mm -hmm. to form these friendships. I I, I think with with maturity comes uh, the ability to remove masks. You know, so when... You know, you go through school and, and just entering into the workplace and maybe even at, at these first two levels of friendships, utility and pleasure, you can keep the masks on a bit. But mm-hmm. it, it isn't until you get to the the virtuous friendship, you know, finding, uh, finding those friends are you w- able to take off all the masks. Yeah. And that comes with confidence and life experience, right?
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, experience and, uh, self-awareness too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because ultimately really what people are looking for is authenticity. Uh, you're looking at, um, about yourself and you're trying to find that in other people too. Uh, and with, you know, with age and experience, uh, comes that kind of a, um, embracing of more of your authenticity because, you know, you, you, you've you been dealing with your own issues. You've been dealing with your own brokenness so much at that point. And you've been going through so many cycles of uh, brokenness and healing and just repairing yourself uh, that uh, you kind of become more aware um, of who truly you are. Obviously, when you grow and fit in, in your faith life and you just embrace... Um, what really is the essence of it, which is, you know, your identity as a child of God, uh, that helps tremendously. Um, you just can't, it's like, it's that, um, turning point, that pivotal point. Um, and then, yeah, you, you kind of get rid of the masks, uh, as much as possible. Um, and yeah, I, I, I've experienced that definitely. Uh, but also I think what, what comes in the picture is, um, as you get older, I think you kind of like you've seen it all. You, you kind of seen a lot of things in life and you've seen also and experienced a lot of the um, issues that you might have and other people might have. And you become more charitable to that. I think you become more understanding because, oh, yeah, you know, I've gone through that as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, empathetically connecting with with your friends uh, and becoming more relatable. Uh, when they're sharing something with you, and you realize, you know, I've I've gone through that, and yeah, that sucks. And uh, similarly to what Macy's was telling was telling us about, you know, uh, sharing in the suffering. Um, when you can relate to to their suffering, that connects you so much. And when you've stacked up so many years um, of experiencing your own suffering and connecting it to your friend's suffering, oh, that takes you to a completely mm-hmm. different level of awareness and you just connect with people much easier.
2: Yeah. I think I like something that you you said, I know I like it and I don't think it. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course you <laughs> do. <did, laughs> yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but like when you are talking about um, your recognizing as as you get older, becoming more mature, ideally you're, you're praying every day, right? You're talking, you're building that friendship. Mm-hmm. Like he was talking about with, um, blessed are those who mourn, like mourning our relationship with God and recognizing our sin, recognizing His mercy, and continually living in that every day. Living as a beloved son or daughter that gives you the freedom to be friends, right, with somebody and and enter into the vulnerability of like, hey, I want to be friends with you, and I actually I love and, that.
1: Yeah. Keep going.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I actually know that I am a good friend. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm worth being friends with, and, and I want to be friends with you because you're worth being friends with. Mm. And when we don't have this codependency reliance on one another because we're both relying on Christ to tell us who we are, right? So we enter more deeply into our our identity in Christ and therefore can be virtuous friends because we're not asking this person to affirm, like, the deepest parts of us, we actually can just give us uh, give ourselves in freedom as a gift to them, and that's what helps us hold suffering. But that's also what helps us just live an immense joy. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we get to live this life together. Isn't this so fun? Right? Heck yeah. Amen.
1: <laughs> Dave, drop your mic. <laughs> yeah, <go ahead. laughs> mic <Yeah>. drop.
2: <laughs> um,
0: Dave, I would suspect that you coming from you know a, f- a family life and. Mm-hmm. Um, work life, and you you experience community differently. What's your experience with more intimate friendships or community life been
1: like? Wow. So much, uh, I think, Macy, what you were saying, though, too, is is just that confidence as a child of God. I can have joyful, meaningful friendships with everybody. Yeah, (laughs) you know that that if if I'm willing to put myself out there, then then I then I do it. And there's not as as you have in friendships of utility that kind of expectation. I'll do this for you. You do this for me. Mm -hmm. That that's not why we go into friendships, right? Right, and and. I guess just with maturity you just gain that confidence in Christ and you really understand what compassion is. Yeah. And there's there there's no faking it to, to your point about authenticity. Yeah. Right. Um Yeah, so it's, yeah, with age comes wisdom, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Many other things, but thankfully wisdom. That's (laughs) that's the thing, right? Like how many are still kind of stuck in surface level friendships? Um, And what I keep on hearing, well, the foundation is our identity in Christ. right? And if we don't Mm -hmm. first and foremost um, know that and live out of that, Mm -hmm. then it's going to be very hard to have that authentic, vulnerable, um, intentional relationship with maybe anybody.
2: Right. And I think, too, to your point, Dennis, earlier, um, maybe it's because you're Italian. Maybe it's because you're a man. (laughs) I don't know. But the like the recognition of like not everybody actually shows up at events and like I want to make friends. Right. Like it is actually very, very. Mm personality driven and, and ultimately to that point, right? Like, are you spending time with the Lord asking him your identity? Because then that confidence helps you walk into those situations. Right. And Amanda mm-hmm. and I were talking the other day about like, there's very few initiators anymore and in the culture right. at large, right? Like it, There's very few people that are like, I'm going to go to this thing and I'm not going to know anybody. Right. I could probably name 10 people that were like, I would never do that.
1: (laughs) It sounds terrifying. It
2: sounds terrifying. Um, But I think that's one, like, if you feel like you're in that position, asking the Lord for the grace to understand who you are and how you are a gift, because that's the fundamental truth of our life, of our baptism, is that I'm, I'm created to be a gift. And so we need to ask the Lord, if we feel any sort of uncomfortability, like with anything that we're saying right now, um, ask the Lord, who am I and how have you made me to be a gift, right? Mm
1: -hmm. When you look at at what the world encourages and what the world wants to define as friendship, right? of course it's going to be wrong, right? I mean, mean, so, so just let that define itself. If the world wants it to be this way. Christ wants it to be some, mm-hmm. somewhat different and some right. so much better. Mm-hmm. Superficiality, right? Um, I, I mean, just a sense of voyeurism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in rather yeah. than entering into other people's lives, right? And and you guys are so blessed to have uh, a group like YCP mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that can be a launching pad. Yeah. So so you know you're walking into an event or an environment, at least where you would expect that most of the people there have met Jesus Christ or right. know of him, right? Yeah.
2: or at least trying, striving for yeah. It. yeah,
1: so that takes a lot of pressure off mm-hmm. just right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then how you go deeper, right. uh, and, and don't treat it as just... Uh, a fun event because then that be just leaves it at friendships of pleasure.
2: Right. Well, and I think too, along, along with that point, something that we maybe often forget, but I don't know how it's like, we by nature of being human beings were created in the image of the Trinity, a triune God who is in relationship with himself, right? Mm-hmm. God, the father, son, and Holy spirit. So being created in that image means we, it's an, it necessitates, being in relationship with other people, we are created for it. it's a blueprint. For
3: community, yeah.
2: And we have like so anything that's holding us back from actually entering into these deep relationships, right? Cause I I would agree that at large the culture of the world makes it seem like most of our relationships need to be just transactional or for pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. So that's as far as we can get with people. But the depth, if we actually asked ourselves, if we just sat in silence for a moment, I'd be like, that's not enough. Mm-mm. That's not a, not to get through this side. And our hearts right? know
1: that. Our yeah. hearts know right. that. Yeah.
2: And so even yeah, you would hope that even walking into these young adult Catholic groups, you'd hope that um, all of them have have met Jesus, heard Jesus. But I would like go so far as to say, if you've already if you've already encountered that relationship with Christ, I'm wrestling with this a lot in my own prayer right now. It's like, how do I go into the world and offer that kind of friendship to people who have never heard it before? Mm-hmm you know? Um, and I think we need those virtuous friendships to be anchors, right? We need those people who are striving af- after Christ to be anchors in that. But also a huge part of our call, is, as if we're lay people, is to be in the world and, and tell, teach them who they were created in the image of, and offer them that kind of friendship.
3: And you're called to be a witness for Christ. Really, right. that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, that's the, the mission that has been entrusted to us with our baptism right. um, to be witnesses for Christ and and, and spread that mm-hmm. um, witness to other people. Uh, Dave, you brought up uh, YCP events and how you know they, they're kind of like um, uh, launching pads. Uh, we obviously experience so many new young adults that come to our events. Every time we have a list of new people coming in and, uh, you know... I love my team, they're, they're amazing, shout out to them by the way. Uh, we try to make it an effort to reach out to each and every one new person um, because it's not only a matter of building the community because we wanna get higher numbers, we, we could care less about that. We could have 15 people at our events and still be a, a phenomenal event. We could have 120, it doesn't really make a difference. What makes a difference is is building that community for the purpose of empowering young adults and, and Instilling in them that awareness of your call to a mission Mm -hmm. to evangelize. Um, So um, you know we we make it an effort also during our events. I'm probably giving out a secret. I shouldn't I shouldn't say, but uh, (laughs) at our events sometimes to your point Macy, like some some young adults come and. They just, you know, lay low. Uh, They're just too terrified to connect with other people. And then, you know, like our last event with Pete Burek, we had about 100, 110 young adults. That is incredibly terrifying, especially for an introvert. Young adult comes for the first time. So intimidating to just see so many young adults. We always in our team try to make an effort to go and seek out those people are maybe sitting in the corner or maybe sitting by themselves and just engage with them and try to talk to them. Uh, again, but not as a facade phenomenon, just to, okay, you're the cool leadership guy in the YCP team, let's go talk. To... No, it's really to establish that connection mm-hmm. and make it an effort to just be interested in them. And they see, oh my gosh, I'm being like cared about. Yeah. By other young adults, this is not just like a club, a cool club where you can mm-hmm. come and have a good time and have that uh friendship of utility right. you see these people are really you know striving to take it to the next level and they're interested in me and when people realize that they're interested in you it's it's surprisingly shocking it should be the 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 basics right, but people are shocked that there's someone interested in you many mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. and you tap into that interest and Yeah, you take it to the next level. You build community, build discipleship. Mm -hmm. That's why I love it. That's why I love YCP.
0: Well, Dennis, we're speaking from a a young adult point of view, right? But when I think about kind of just how friendship and authenticity and intentionality, it really applies to each and every one of us in every stage of life, right? right. Amen. And Dave, I'm sure you can speak to this like through your men's group, right? Or right. any number of us in, in our Bible study, in our women's group, in our church community, in our family. You know, in every level of our lives, we can take that step, step outside of ourselves to to really be truly authentic, to seek the other and to love the other well with intentionality. And I think that's kind of the heart of what we're talking about in this true friendship.
1: Mm -hmm. Very much. I mean, it's so much just caring about other people, right? I mean, it really is so simple. Um, we love God and we're called to love others and, you know, don't complicate it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) beyond that, that,
2: that. I think with that, right. It's like, as we love God, it just overflows. That's it. Right. Right? like as he loves us, it's like oh my gosh, this is awesome. Everybody needs to know about this, right? And like, yeah. if my love can be an imitation of this, that's what I want, right? And in, in the world, and
3: I want to tap into this real quick. Uh, Saint Jose Maria, founder of Robles Day, defines. Uh, the uh, definition of of apostolate is the uh, outpouring and the overflow of your interior life, mm-hmm. and so that you know That's you it. live your interior life, yep. it naturally f- spills over yes. into other people's lives. Mm-hmm.
1: Tell us about the Columbus Catholic Young Adult yes. Conference date and how to register.
3: That's right. Okay, so. All young adults listening, <laughs> October 14th. It's uh not this upcoming weekend, the following weekend, it's a Saturday. Um, you can register at ccyac.org. Um, you're gonna you're gonna be find a big button that says register. Uh click on the link. Uh it's gonna be a wonderful day starting in the morning. We're gonna have two keynotes uh, by Dr. Rolf Martin and Sister Mary Grace with the Sisters of Life. I mean, that's a stellar lineup right there Uh, so if that's not enough to get you hooked uh, we're going to have amazing breakout sessions Uh, we're going to have Father Dave Sizemore Father Michael Gentry um, Monica and Aaron Richards uh, I'll I'll have a small little segment too it's going to be an amazing day Uh, so yeah October 14th CCYC Columbus Catholic Young Adult Conference uh,
1: ccyc.org and register good a faithful friend is an elixir of life and those who fear the Lord will find him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
0: As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen.
1: We'll see you tomorrow morning, friends. God bless.